I hit a rock that I didn't see over the handlebars, knocked myself out. I'd ripped the front brake off. I had bent handlebars and I still had 120 kilometers to race. In that moment, I was uh, just searching in my head for like this small bit of light of reasons to keep going. All the sacrifices I'd made throughout the year to get there, still going out training when it's snowing, when it's raining and being like, come on, just get through the next 10 kilometers. If you can get through the 10, you can do the 20. Come on, now we've only got 50 to go. Like counting them off and that will stick with me forever. This is Mindset Win from Red Bull. I'm Cédric Dumont and together with my co-host Kate Courtney, over the past few weeks I've been introducing you to all kinds of incredible athletes whose stories have been so inspiring and have given us so many insights into what we can learn from their attitudes. I've been blown away by the caliber of our guests so far. People like skier Lindsay Vaughn and cricketer Ben Stokes these are some of the very best athletes in the world. Today we're discovering the impact our energy can have on our performance and I'll be showing you a technique to help you find your own personal sweet spot. Your own particular level of excitement which enables you to perform at your optimum level. That's coming up at the end of the episode. But first, let's meet rally motorcyclist Sam Sunderland, who shredded the tracks and trails of the British motocross scene since he was seven years old. Now an international star, Sam's built a reputation as a fast and accomplished desert rider. In 2017, he became the very first British winner of the world's toughest motorbike race, the Dakar Rally. The car is an incredibly demanding two-week endurance event, requiring total focus across terrain, including dunes, mud, and rocks. The motorbike category is known as being only for the toughest of the tough. And winning the Dakar is really the pinnacle of achievement on an adventure bike. Hi guys, I'm Sam Sunderland and uh, I race the Dakar Rally and the World Rally Championship for Gas Gas Red Bull Racing. Dakar is um, like a crazy adventure race. It started out was like Paris to Dakar, get there as quick as possible and it's kind of developed into this real professional stage race of 14, 15 days and um, we're always going over unknown terrain and uh, navigating our way through it. The fact that it's only one big race per year and you prepare, your team prepares, everybody prepares for that one race per year. You almost need to prepare absolutely perfectly, have everything you can under control, and then arrive to the race and just be like an open book of take what comes, because there's no way you can plan it out. There's 12, 14 days, thousands of kilometers, sand, dunes, mountains, rocks, riverbeds, plateaus, different weather conditions, so like, you almost need to be ready, then take what comes and quickly adapt and overcome that situation that's thrown at you. Before the start of a stage, it's like the last moments or minutes before you're exposed to hours and hours of chaos and unknown. And uh, I quite like to stay quiet during their moments and 
just think about what I, I need to do. I don't like to talk too much and get distracted uh, trying to focus on, on what's coming. Through experiences throughout the years or crashes or things that have happened, it's like, hey, right now I want to be clear that I'm in a serious frame of mind and take what I'm doing seriously because I know the consequence of a bad crash or something going wrong. So I'm like, I want to be on point in that moment. And I think for me, the only way to do that is to kind of get yourself into a state of calmness. You know, like if one stage I'm busy talking to you, the next stage I'm doing stretches, another stage I'm busy doing something else, each time I could be in a different frame of mind before I sort of set off. So I like to have that little moment of quietness and, and it isn't something that I have planned as such, it's just kind of how it is. We get to speak to really good sports psychologists and uh, one thing that helped me a lot was uh, the sports psychologist showed me this graph of um, like level of excitement and performance. And if my excitement is too high, my performance goes down. And if my excitement's not enough, my performance goes down. So I need to be in this like happy medium. So occasionally, normally it's before a prologue, I get like so fired up, I'm almost shaking. And in those moments, I kind of try and picture where I am on the graph. And normally I'm like overexcited. So I'm like, hey, I need to calm down a bit. So I'll try and take some deep breaths, go off on my own a bit away from the, the chaos and just calm down a bit. And the reverse, if I, for whatever reason, maybe it's day eight, nine, 10 of the race, I'm tired, I didn't sleep good and uh, I'm not excited enough. I need to fire myself up a bit. You know, trying to get myself a Red Bull somewhere or if not, I'm doing exercises, trying to do some juggling, get my heart rate up a bit, run around a bit, you know. So if I recognize I'm too excited or too sleepy, then I'll think about that graph and try and change it. A huge moment that will stick for me with me forever is day four of, of last Dakar. It was 200, 300 kilometers into the stage and uh, I had a huge crash looking for a waypoint. Like we were in this open plateau, stony place. I'm still going along at a fair rate and um, trying to check what's going on. Looking at the, the terrain, looking at the GPS, looking at the terrain, looking at the GPS. And uh, I hit a rock that I didn't see. Over the handlebars, um, knocked myself out. I'd ripped the front brake off. I had bent handlebars and I still had 100, 120 kilometers of, of special to, to race. In that moment, I was uh, battling with every demon I ever had. The first 50 kilometers when I got going again were the hardest of my life of like this angel and devil of like, you gotta stop, you've got a daughter at home, this is too much. I couldn't see, I was like struggling to focus and uh, everything spiraling down the pan. And I was just searching in my head for like this small bit of light of reasons to keep going. You know, anytime I thought about, you got no brakes, try and think of an answer. You, your daughter's at home, you need to get home. Try and think of an answer. Thinking of things like all the sacrifices I'd made throughout the year to get there, still going out training when it's snowing when it's raining and being like come on just get through the next 10 kilometers if you can get through the 10 you can do the 20 come on now we've only got 50 to go like counting them off and that will stick with me forever
you know, there's 30 people that come to a Dakar that aren't racers. It's like the racers are a small percentage of the team. And I really like working with every one of them. You know, my mechanic, I have a really good relationship with him on a personal side. Like he'll tell me straight if I'm doing good or bad. And then you have all these like external motivations, family, my daughter now, that changed a lot since having a daughter. It's like, I want to make her proud of her dad one day. All these things add up to give you motivation. It's easy to be mentally strong when everything's going well, right? When you're winning and everyone's telling you well done and how great you are, who wouldn't be mentally strong? Who wouldn't feel like on top of the world? But when everything's going bad, that's when it's, it's quite difficult to be mentally strong and, and search for reasons why to come back why to find motivation to do it again and, and put yourself in that same position. Well, to be very honest, when I see someone like Sam racing on a bike in the desert, to me it seems way more challenging than flying my wingsuits in the mountains. My main takeaways are really simple and clear. The first one to me is like the preparation precedes mastery. It's exactly the same in my environment. And you need to prepare for the unexpected. You need to be able to adapt to any situation, especially when you stay for a long period of time in the same environment. Any situation can change at any time. So the better you are prepared, the more chances for success and the more you will minimize the risks. You almost need to prepare absolutely perfectly, have everything you can under control, because there's no way you can plan it out. There's 12, 14 days, thousands of kilometers, sand, dunes, mountains, rocks, riverbeds, plateaus, different weather conditions. So like, you almost need to be ready, then take what comes and quickly adapt and overcome that situation that's thrown at you. It's very easy to be mentally strong and resilient and, and emotionally regulated when everything goes well. To me, being mentally strong and being resilient is really built during difficult moments. It's during a storm that you become better in what you do and that you get mentally stronger. I hit a rock over the handlebars, knocked myself out. I'd ripped the front brake off, I had bent handlebars, and I still had 120 kilometers to race. In that moment, I was, uh, come on, just get through the next 10 kilometers. If you can get through the 10, you can do the 20. Come on, now we've only got 50 to go. That will stick with me forever. And finally, Sam mentioned a graph that a sports psychologist showed him that helps him check where his energy is at when he's heading into competition. And that graph illustrates a theory known as the model of individual zones of optimal functioning, or the ISOF model. No, that's a bit of a mouthful, so let's break it down for you. The ISOF theory was developed in the 70s by psychologist Yuri Hanin, who worked with Russian divers right before a major competition. And up until then, it was commonly believed that most athletes perform at their best when they experience a moderate level of anxiety. 
But Hanin noticed some divers were extremely successful with high anxiety levels, while others were calm, self-confident and relaxed and didn't need anxiety at all to perform at their full potential. What Hanin took from this was that every athlete has their own optimal anxiety level that is really personal to them and which varies greatly from one person to another. What we're talking about here is the relationship between how you are feeling energetically and your ability to perform at your best. For example, Sam says he knows if he's tired and lacking in excitement, this has a negative impact on his performance. And yet too much excitement, if he's feeling nervous or fearful, can also have the same negative effect. So Sam has learned there's a zone between these two extremes of over and under excitement, which is his own personal sweet spot. And he has developed techniques like taking deep breath to calm himself or getting his heart rate up by doing exercises if he's feeling tired. These techniques help Sam keep his energetic state within his optimal zone and allow him to perform at his best. I'm sure we can all relate to this idea in our own lives. If you have too little emotional energy, such as nervousness before an interview, for example, this could result in a disappointing performance. On the other hand, too much, and you might end up being edgy or erratic. So just like Sam, when you figure out where your energy needs to be before an important situation, you can then find ways to either calm yourself down or psych yourself up. So let's look at how you can discover where your own optimal zone of functioning is and give yourself the greatest chance of delivering your top performance. The best way to discover what state of excitement is ideal for you is by keeping a diary about an important situation that happens repeatedly. For example, if you have to give a monthly presentation to your boss about the progress of a project, make some notes about how you feel on the day. So before you start the presentation, score yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. On. Firstly, your physical excitement. So notice how fast your heartbeat is. Are your palms sweaty? Do you have butterflies in your stomach? Then rate your emotional excitement. Are you feeling nervous, anxious, or even worried? Or perhaps you're feeling calm, happy, and confident. And finally, score yourself from 1 to 10 on your focus. Are you very distracted or completely focused on the task or even somewhere in between? Then after you've completed the assignment, rate your performance during the task on a scale of 1 to 10. Did you have all the information at your fingertips 
Were you able to convey the facts concisely and to answer any questions that came your way? By noting down again and again how you feel before an important situation, then assessing how well you perform on that occasion, you'll begin to see a pattern emerging. For example, you might discover that if you're ultra anxious before an event and feel your heart racing, then you become distracted and don't perform so well. Whereas if you're excited and a little bit nervous, possibly even experiencing butterflies in your stomach, this actually helps you focus on the task and do your best. Once you have this information, you'll know what energetic state to aim for before an important event. And like Sam, you can develop practices to adjust your energy levels. You might do some deep breathing or find somewhere to be quiet on your own if you need to calm down. Getting yourself in your optimal zone of functioning will give you the very best chance of always putting in your top performance. That's it for today on Mindset Win. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Your feedback is really important to us. So leave me a review and tell me what you think of the series so far. Don't forget to follow, subscribe and tell your friends. See you next time.